so this is a Doctor Who podcast. It's a Christmas Doctor Who podcast, and I never ever do this, but I, I kind of I realized recently that maybe I should put in a little warning that there might be some bad language. Fuck. <laughs> but I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it's like this podcast contains bad language. I was like, is that a thing? I guess it is. Well, I mean, Doctor Who is a children's show. It is a children's show, and especially Christmas is very family friendly. So yeah. people could be sitting down around the fire, <laughs> with bellies that. full of turkey, and let's put on "I Hate Doctor Who." Exactly. So mm. maybe we should rein it in. Maybe. Reindeer uh, it in. Uh, re- oh. Hello and welcome to I Hate Doctor Who, and it's Christmas time. <laughs> I wish I brought my jingle bells. You should have. Can I... you put them in? No. There you go. They'll have to be, um, it's traditional with the Christmas podcast that you put jingle bells over everything. Oh, okay. Your, so we'll probably put it into a, the... As a bed. The title. Uh, just all the way through it. All the way through it. <laughs> just like you can the sound of gentle mumbling. wind. And... <laughs> my name's Richie and not Gav. Uh, anyone that's been following the podcast at all, uh, the last episode that went up went up entirely without me knowing. So Gav, who was in the first episode, and Owen, who was in the second episode, kind of colluded uh, to give me a little surprise. And um, Gav and his friend Phil recorded an entire episode of uh, I Hate Doctor Who, edited it and then put it out. So anyone listening, anyone that's been following uh, the podcast feed at all might have been slightly confused. So yeah, that was just a, a nice wee surprise, but they, they basically, the two of them do hate Doctor Who. So they watched an old episode and then talked about it. Fitting. Yeah. It seems It was actually, I mean, it was interesting because it's probably the only Doctor Who podcast or the only podcast in the world where the two people hosting it really dislike the subject that they're talking about. So... But it was good. It was quite funny. It was quite funny. They, they kind of treated it with respect. I've got a funny feeling they cut out a lot of stuff <laughs> where they properly ripped into it. But um, that was a nice surprise because I, I was on holiday, actually, and I woke up and there was a bunch of YouTube comments from people saying, oh, I'm so glad there's a new episode. Oh, I'm so happy to see a new episode. I really like sh- this podcast, which is very nice. But I was really, really confused because <laughs> I was, suddenly I was, uh, I was in the middle of a holiday going, I don't... I'm how, not. how jet lagged am I? <laughs> what did I do? Exactly. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, you should go and listen to it. But but not right now. Keep a little bit of yeah, not right now. But sort of as long as you got a little bit of a sense of humour about these things. <laughs> well, they looked at a great show in the galaxy, and um, I don't think they enjoyed it. So I'll probably have to try again with Phil. As you've probably noticed by now, there's someone else in the room with me. <laughs> Hello. This is Laura Doherty. Hello. Hi, I'm, I'm Laura. Laura. Hi, everyone. Laura, um, months and months and months and months ago, kindly agreed to come on this podcast. And um, there was a wee bit of a delay for a number of reasons. One, I didn't have anywhere to record it. We're recording it on garden furniture. Well, <laughs> recording it on microphones, but the microphones are placed <laughs> on garden furniture. Well, we give it a... Yeah, so we need to avoid tapping the metal table uh, in my living room. But also the questionnaire that I sent out was uh, was in my old Twitter DMs and in my uh, Twitter account was banned. And we're, I lost. We're talking about this. 
I won't go into it. My <laughs> Twitter account was suspended and I lost all of it, so it all kind of got pushed back and then, you know, I just got a bit lazy. But then Christmas happened and I thought, actually, because I, I had a different episode I want to give you, but it was close to a Christmas episode, so I was like, I'll give her a Christmas episode and we can do it at Christmas and it can be a Christmas special. And I'm so glad you did. Yes! Blimey, sorry. Christmas Eve on a rooftop, saw a chimney, my whole brain just went, what the hell? Don't worry, Fat Fuller will be doing the rounds later. I'm just scoping out the general chimneyness. Yes. Nice size, good traction. Big tick. Fat Fella. Father Christmas, Santa Claus, or, as I've always known him, Jeff. There's no such person as Father Christmas. Oh, yeah. Me and Father Christmas, Frank Sinatra's Hunting Lodge, 1952. See him at the back with a blonde, Albert Einstein, the three of us together. Watch out. Tell us about yourself, Laura. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm brunette. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how much you want to hear about me. Um, this is not a date nap. <laughs> oh, awkward. <laughs> Oh well. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry. I'll. I'll. I'll maybe. I can fill you in. Here, maybe. <laughs> I can tell you about yourself. So Laura is on Twitter at DoHoodle, all one word. All one word. All lower <laughs> um, caps. And Laura and I have known each other for a few years. Laura uh, works for Lost Map Records. That is correct. Um. And but we met at the Glasgow Film Festival. Yes. We? We've worked together in many places. Yes, we have actually. For many years. Laura's given me a lot of work <laughs> over the years. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> mm. But you've probably seen, yeah, we, me and Richie, uh, I introduced him to Kid Canaveral, so... Um, oh, yeah. So you'll probably have seen all of his videos for, for the band. Every music video, I, I think... No, not every music video I've love. done. Yeah, I did a Tough Love video. Yeah. I've done some music videos uh, for those guys, and... That's all thanks to Laura. <laughs> You're welcome. Some of my favourite music videos ever, actually. Oh, well, the, thank The seahorse you. one with uh, Ryan and Dee is still still one of my faves. Good. I'm glad. Thank you. Um, I'm sad they didn't dress up like that on their wedding day, but whatever. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so you've been pulled into the whole I hate Doctor Who thing. I mean, you don't... You've never been... Like, the funny thing is, is um, the first two guests that I've had, I've taken full-on pelters about Doctor Who from the two of them. Aye. And Gav has been quite openly, <laughs> quite openly hated Doctor Who. You're more just of a, you don't really watch it. I'm You've watched some of it. I've had a couple of conversations where you're like, I watched it, and you just went, ah, I wasn't that into it. Didn't, like, didn't get it. Don't really know the backstory. Ah, uh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Especially, you were watching 12th Doctor stuff, and I think you watched... Uh, Who's that? Capaldi. Oh, sorry, yeah. Capaldi. Like, you're going to have to, you're really, you have to try. There's a bit of, there's a weird thing going on, because obviously I'm talking to you, but I'm obviously talking to an audience that knows all of this stuff. Yeah. Just remember so you're a, talking to me yeah, as well, though. I know. I know. <laughs> Who doesn't? So, just dumb it down. Is it, make it, make it safe, for, safe for newbies. Peter Capaldi. <laughs> I know what this is. I know what's happening. And I know what's at stake. I don't think you do, Doctor. But I promise before this Christmas day is done, you will be glad of my help. Happy Easter. Cool exit line, though. Be sure to save some room for a tangerine, Doctor. Nobody likes tangerines. The good thing about giving you a Christmas episode as well is that they they tend to be mostly quite standalone because there's a lot of people watching it. 
mm-hmm. on Christmas Day that don't normally watch it. Usually people like my brother who are stuck with my family going, <laughs> and then halfway through the episode he leaves. <laughs> so the first half <laughs> is for the newbies and then the second half. And then the half, second half is when all the, they throw yeah, in all the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. original series like, references. Wait a minute, have they gone now? Cool. <laughs> like 45 minutes in, maybe about three weird aliens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so I gave you a questionnaire, as I do with everyone. Although, I mean... I mean, to be fair, I filled this out a long time ago. And, and then I, you had to fill it in again last night. My answers were really good the last time. I know. And I, I just, I felt like I couldn't replicate it. So. The worst thing is as well, is bef- when you originally filled out this questionnaire, you, um, they hadn't announced Jodie Whittaker. <gasps> yes, that is true. Um, do you remember though, I did say something about Tilda Swinton. You did. Tilda Swinton is one of those names that was always kicking about as well. Oh, was it? No, but I mean, that that just shows you that it was a good rumour. Meant to be. I mean, it's it's funny when they, when they do, um, when they do like speculation about new doctors and they're always, and and these names start coming up and you're just like, you need to remember that this is a BBC programme. You know, when people start throwing, it's just like, I can't, honestly, well, Tilda Swinton, for example, Imagine Tilda Swinton on a BBC TV oh, I think she'd do wage it. for a year. Oh, I think she'd slum it. <laughs> it's not that expensive in Nairn. She lives up in Nairn, so... Does she? Yeah. That Actually, there was, there was a story recently about um, Alan Cumming. He was going to be the ninth Doctor. Shut up. Yep. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, um, that would have been good. He, he was he was Apparently it was really, really close. Um, this was for when it launched in 2005. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he was like... And <laughs> in the interview I read, he was like... Uh, then I read I had to live in Cardiff for a month. <laughs> <laughs> no, for a year, sorry, not a month. I had to live in Cardiff Aww, for a year. I he was like, you... no. Uh, <laughs> Cardiff, Cardiff seems like a good place. I've been for a night out. Well, I went to see Madonna there. I've never. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never been to M- Cardiff. Millennium Stadium. I spent some time dancing in the gay bars there. There's nice. one with a light up floor. Don't know the name of it. It was amazing. If, it, if anyone maybe, knows, maybe someone, write in. Yeah, I think I'll, I think a lot of Doctor Who fans have been to Cardiff now. I missed the whole Doctor Who experience down there. There was like a whole thing down there, and it's been closed now. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is it okay? So, no, I was talking about this off, not camera, off, re- off the record. Right. <laughs> about loving Coronation Street. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. how I forgot to mention and all the things I love, but I'm mm-hmm. talking about it now just so I can get it in. Okay. And they had the touring studios from that for a while. So, well, do you think they'll do a touring studio of, of Doctor oh, Who and, like, the set? I don't... <clears throat> the problem with Doctor Who is that you're talking about new sets every episode. The only static set is the TARDIS. But, yeah, no, and I, I know. Well, I did go... There was, like, a Doctor Who exhibition in Glasgow years ago. And I got... There's a photo of me somewhere st- looking qu- quite pleased with myself standing on the 10th Doctor's TARDIS. Tenth uh, Doctor behind a, uh, David Tennant. There we sorry, go. Sorry. Thank you. Behind like a railing. I feel like different Tardises. Tardi. Tardi. The the set tends to change every okay. so. That's part of like. There's all these things that make new Doctor Who exciting. Uh-huh. It's always like you know what's oh they've changed the Tardis. Oh they've changed the theme Ooh. tune. Oh they've got a new costume. I'm quite excited about that. There's all then. that sort of stuff happens. Because I, I obviously jo- so Jodie Whittaker is yeah. going to have a new TARDIS. I want to see her TARDIS. I want to see. If, I bet it's be like nice one ball, like nice decor. You know, like uh-huh. I think she really, hopefully, she really thought about it. 
Maybe is that is pretty sexist, isn't it? But <laughs> you know, well, at least you're not saying it's going to be pink. No, no, no. I think it will be. It will just be dead classy, and I think it will just be like there'll be good storage solutions. Right. But there's I don't know. To, like, good, what's actually, the personality? Funnily enough, there's good storage in. And all of Capaldi's them. Capaldi's TARDIS. Oh, okay. He's got bookshelves and all sorts of stuff going on. Do you know what? I've never really, I've never spent that time to compare it. So, have you got? Is there a messy doctor? Who's the messiest doctor? Um, messy. I'd say the the short time we spent with the eighth doctor, his TARDIS was pretty messy. Eighth. Eh, uh, Palm again. Right. Sorry. <laughs> got, like, how many times? <laughs> this is good. This is good. Um, messiest doctor. I mean, the first doctor, William Hartnell. <laughs> his um, his TARDIS had like lots of just shit lying about it. So I guess that was shit. Sorry, not shit, but you Stuff. know, he had, like lots of random weird furniture. Okay, not so feces. That, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Not, um, the, not the TARDIS. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he had sort of lots of random furniture. That's kind of messy, I suppose. Okay. I quite like the minimalist. Who's my, oh I was what's his name Christopher Eccleston is that is it well his well Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant is the same TARDIS but it's that kind oh. of corally organic looking one okay you'll have seen it you'll you, have to you, send you, me you, pictures after this <laughs> and then like yes Matt I Smith's, remember Matt Smith has a TARDIS for a while that's sort of quite wacky oh I bet he's dead hipster I bet he looks like a bar on Leith Walk or something Matt, Matt Smith himself is quite a hipster, but I don't think his doctor. His doctor's more twee than hipster. Okay. And I think that's kind of part of the. That's kind of why his doctor really took off in America because it was very British and very. Ah. Uh, yeah, all that. And there was a lot of sort of steampunky stuff going on as well. I never really watched any. What was he? The, the 10th Doctor? Who was 11th. He? 11th Doctor. Never really watched any of his stuff. Oh, I think it might have been stuff. in Canada at that point, actually. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And they would have only had like, probably tenant stuff. See, that's that. That's what I'm sort of what like. Well, we'll see how it goes when we get into it. But like, there's a part in this like I should have given you a Matt Smith one. It's okay. But... I can come back after I hate this one. <laughs> <laughs> after you've not changed my mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, the TARDIS is all changed. There's a bit in the anniversary episode, the, the kind of anniversary film that was on a couple of years ago with um, John Hurt, that suggested that it was like a desktop. Because something shorts and the inside of the TARDIS changes, so it's like a desktop theme. Oh. That's what they called it, the desktop theme. Cool. So, like, the control room would change. Man. I know. Because the TARDIS is like a, um, it's like a sort of big, almost like a small universe inside it, mm-hmm. so the rooms can move around and stuff. Right. I think, well, this never has been said explicitly, but there's a sort of suggestion. Yeah. I just thought it was a room. But it's big and sprawling and... Ah, there's. They never really go into the TARDIS. They kind of every time you see a different bit of the TARDIS, it's like in Star Trek when they show you about the Enterprise you've never seen before. It's dead exciting. Yeah. They did like like the gym whenever they go to the gym. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, TARDIS. I don't even know how we got into the TARDIS. Oh, we're talking about doctors and their Do- yeah and TARDISes. how it changes. Yeah, I get. I'm, I'm a relative newbie. I don't. I'm not a hater. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a. I'm not a Pete. A Phil. Pete. Wait a minute. Phil. Who Phil. was it? Phil. I'm not a Phil. Phil and Gav. <laughs> I'm not a Phil. I'm not a Phil and Gav. <laughs> aye, it's aye. No, just a sort of a. I don't really engage mm. sort of level. That's fine. Okay, let's get to your questionnaire because that's what I was. That's what I was going ages ago. Are you beaming away like your father Christmas. Who says I'm not red bicycle when you were twelve? 
What? So I asked you your top five films. Okay. Um, you, you might said, have to read them. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's okay. You said Jurassic Park, Madonna, Truth or Dare. You never said that last time. Oh. Ghostbusters 2? Yeah. Uh, underrated. Over one? Yeah. Okay. I just don't like the hate it gets. I mean, obviously, Ghostbusters... Uh, listen, I love Ghostbusters 2. But I didn't realise that everyone hated it until the recent Ghostbusters came out and it got so much slagging. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to say it. Favourite of all the Ghostbusters? <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. Okay. Stories we tell. Sarah Polly. When Harry Met Sally. Special Christmas bonus answer to the snowman. Yeah. We oh. have a big cry every Christmas watching yeah, that. Yeah, well, it was on it was on, on Sunday, actually. Um, oh, was it? And I don't, I don't know what usually it's on Christmas Eve. Apparently I'm going to see like a live stage version of it. Shut up. You're going to sob. Up in Dundee. Really? Yeah. <gasps> Very envious. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, okay, so TV, uh, Buffy, Casualty, The Good Wife, The Wire and Star Trek. Yes. Any particular Star Trek? TNG? I, I would say TNG, but I've been enjoying the new one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm on a, I'm still on a cliffhanger right now, waiting yeah. for the this series, the series gap to end. Would you call it? Why do America Mid-season do that? Break. Mid, yeah. I know. Don't stop I know. it. Well, we'll still be on it when this episode goes out. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I need to put it out before Christmas. Um, Jingle bells. <laughs> so I asked you, is there a doctor you like? So you've been watching. I was going to say you've been watching casually, but you've not been watching Hobby City. <laughs> Paul no, McGann. but we have I had... saw the trailer with Paul McGann. I was like, I'm going to watch that. Yes, we have had a little conversation about that, about the McGann brothers, oh, yeah. haven't we? Did we what was that about? Because oh. Dr... Right, so you're McGann, oh, you Paul McGann. The best McGann. McGann brother. The best Dr. McGann. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't put it in here, uh-huh. but I didn't put it in my TV, but I also love Call the Midwife. Oh, yeah. And Stephen McGann, who's a science communicator... And an actor, IRL, IRL okay. plays Dr. Turner, who is a doctor saving everyone from the slums of London in 1950s slummy London. Well, you know. Versus uh, Paul McGann. What did he do? Just all run, of those run about people, with, a, with a messy TARDIS. All of those people in post war London would be dead. All of them would, would be they? dead if it wasn't for well, <laughs> Doctor Who. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Doctor. Okay, fine. Um, okay, so I asked you if there was a doctor that you did like, and you said I don't know much about the doctors, but Capaldi is cool, and I like Paul McGann as I is as I and with Neil and I. Well, that reminds me, I really like Call the Midwife featuring <laughs> Stephen McGann special bonus TV answer. Fair enough. I'm not very good at I'm not very good at lists. No, it's okay. It's okay. Can't restrict myself. Um, I asked you, mad scientists or aliens? I don't really know why I asked this question, but it's kind of what it's usually one or the other. Um, I think I prefer aliens whenever I sit down to watch a cheap Netflix horror, often. I am much more drawn to the supernatural horrors rather than the slashers. I like a bit of mystery and intrigue rather than mindless destruction. The aliens slash ghosts can sometimes offer a bit of that too, but I think I want something different than a boring old human. Maybe a mad alien scientist? (laughs) But humans are the worst. Okay. I feel like that sums it up. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, everyone in this are aliens, but they just—they're human aliens. <laughs> what are they I doing? know. Well, this aliens is... like—they're just yeah. like humans. There's some. There's some mad aliens in it. Um, okay, so thing. I asked you if you were. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Well, that. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very simple question, so it it's difficult to know where to come from. No, that's fine. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. You answered it well. <laughs> um, I asked you if you were a doctor. Uh, what would your costume be? 
And you said, I think it'd be practical. I'd have a lot of pockets and some flat shoes. There's a funny, mm-hmm. they've suggested that the doctor's pockets are bigger on the inside. Like because he has loads of he usually pulls mad oh. stuff out on like Mary Poppins or something. Um, I like that idea because <laughs> uh, I don't. I mean, I love a rucksack, but I don't want to. If I'm like flying about the universe, I just wanna, I want I want you'd you lose know, it. Mm. I could see the doctor having a rucksack, but mm, no, maybe I couldn't actually. Um, <laughs> I, the, a rucksack would be the sort of thing Matt Smith would have. It'd be a child's rucksack. Oh. <laughs> Um, I think it'd be practical. I'd have a lot of pockets and some flat shoes. This is not something that men think about a lot, but I'm a short woman. If I'm on my feet all day and having to kick down diamond walls, then I'd probably want some docks that I'd broken in over several centuries. I'd also not want to take a bag with me. Fair enough. Docks. I think Capaldi wears docks. Does he? Yeah. Well, Dude. there we go. I'm, I'm obviously a bigger fan than I thought I was. Yeah, bigger fan I'm than just, me. I'm just very intuitive. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think I, uh, because we discussed this before, originally discussed this before the Jodie Whittaker announcement. Um, so yeah, you've said here we st- we first started talking about this me coming on the podcast several months back, even before they announced the new Doctor. Her outfit is pretty bang on what I would wear. I have lots of pairs of trousers that are argu- arguably too short and kind of hipster, which I love anyway. Oh, I'm yeah. wearing a pair today. Good socks. Yeah, those are really good socks. Yeah, thank you. Floral. This, yeah. Okay, so way back when you initially answered these questions, uh, you know, I thought you kind of you you can deal with um, the production values of British tele, modern British TV, obviously, mm-hmm. um, especially kind of soaps which are made quite quickly. Um, but also, Buffy is the one I zoned in on. Um, I would say that David Tennant's era takes so much from Buffy. I think Russell T. Davis was obsessed. Okay. With Buffy. I mean, who wasn't? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, like there's a lot of you can see it all the way through I mean I think that's kind of almost how when, when he created the template or how you know when the show came back and it, you know when it came back it was completely different from what it was but it was still recognisably Doctor Who but it had this sort of American kick up the arse mm. and it was mostly I would say arguably taken from Buffy Is, did you mean the sort of like the heart of it sort of thing you know yeah. the the yeah. angel relationship or something where you know you have the, the the kicky fighty episodes but you also have the hearty I'm sad I miss someone exactly yeah who was it you met Billy Piper yes mm. who wouldn't miss her exactly hold on I'm going on our tea mm. I'll have some Stalin please have some Stalin mmm oh it's, it's good, good isn't it I mean I like Stalin but these Stalin slices why do we only have these once a year I don't know. Are you sponsored by Mr. Kipling? Full disclosure, no sponsorship from Mr. Kipling. <laughs> Eating on a podcast seems quite rude, actually. Crumbs in our mouth. This is going to mean nothing to you, but originally the episode I chose was um, Silence in the Library. It was a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead, it's called. So anyone listening can enjoy that, I suppose. We could have been talking about that, but instead it's Christmas, so we're going to talk about this instead. Um, So to give you a bit of context from when this episode was on, I like talking about modern Doctor Who because um, I've lived it. That sounds weird. I was there when it was... Like, I've watched them all as they came on. 
like yeah. something something that you lose retrospectively when you go back in television retrospectively is hype there was so much hype at the time mm-hmm. Doctor Who had become really big and the Christmas special had become a proper television tradition at this point yeah and um, yeah it was like David Tennant's Doctor was very popular um, it was just massive it was massive and what age were you when it came out it was, it was like 10 years ago 12 years ago I thought it was 2007. 2005. Mm. Oh, no, sorry, this episode was 2007. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we... I, I did my research. Sorry. So, yeah, so I would have been 24. Um, I know, I, I sound like it was, I was, you know, I was a child when it, no, it's not. <laughs> the funny, that's the funny thing about it being back for so long, actually. It's now, it's just a thing that's here, but I forget that it's been on for so long. And obviously there'll be chill... Like, anyone who started watching them when they're 10 are now in their 20s. Mm. So there's people that have grown up watching them. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. So, yeah, it was um, it was a big deal. And obviously they, they nabbed Kylie. Yes. For the uh, for the companion role. And, um, oh, wow. And, like, I remember the advertising. It was quite aggressively advertised. There was... Um, but I remember being quite excited that there was a cinema trailer for it. So you went to the Ooh. cinema and they'd be showing trailers. There's, there was this one trailer for the Christmas special that was being shown oh, before the film. I really want to see cool. the trailer for it and see if it makes it look good. It was just, a, it was like a very short. No. Oh. But yeah, that for me was like a whole like, oh my God, it's in the cinema. Whoa. Because <laughs> um, they do that now though, don't they? Don't they show Doctor Doctor Who's in the cinema? Right, that's happened. They had, um, they had, uh, was it the... They had the anniversary mm-hmm. one, like... That happened, but then they did. Um, they do it more in America than they do here, actually, which is annoying. But they did um, Peter Capaldi's first episode mm-hmm. in the cinema as well, which I went to see, which was good. So yeah, it was it was a big deal, and um, I was reading on I was reading this morning that it was the second most watched program in two thousand seven. What was the first? EastEnders. Oh, the episode come of EastEnders on. that came on after it. Oh, because maybe people were just too in awe <laughs> that they were just thinking, oh, I can't possibly no, I mean, it, turn... It's understandable. I mean, that was kind of back at the point as well, just before ratings kind of made sense, before everybody stopped watching television live. Mm. So, yeah, it was a big deal. It was a big mm. deal when it was on. Um, but I think in some ways it's quite good for you to watch it without any of the hype as well, because there's a thing that happens... Especially for someone like me, like every episode of Do- every episode of Doctor Who, it's like my anticipation is so high, mm. and I think this happens to a lot of people that you can get a little bit disappointed. So most yeah. episodes of Doctor Who, when I reappraise them a few years later, I'm like, yeah. actually, that was really good. I think I kind of see that because, well, I've got. I'm not ashamed to say, but I have got a few friends who are Who fans. <laughs> not ashamed. Um, I'm not ashamed to say. And every every year, or, you know, sometimes I'll see Facebook threads of people getting in and involved and chatting and blah, 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 and getting on with, oh, I'm really disappointed by, by you know, whatever. And I've, oh, I've, God, and fan that, reactions are... Oof, and yeah. I, I've, I've watched it. I've been like, that was perfectly fine. <laughs> that was a totally okay thing that I just watched. I know. I think I think some people expect it because because Doctor Who is always um, the way they produce it, the way they make it. They're almost trying to make it as broad and as big as possible. Mm. Like it's almost like they're trying to make a film every episode, and yeah. obviously it falls short due to budget or the fact that it was only for forty two minutes, all that sort of stuff. And then people get wound up for the weirdest reasons. But 
I mean, I I, th- I remember watching this one initially and not. I was a bit like that was a bit shite. Um, oh, I thought, come on! I didn't think Kylie was very good in it, and, oh, and you know it was all right. this sort of yeah. Ex- I know. But then like I wa- I watched that a few years later, and it's become like one of my favorite Christmas ones. Okay. Mark from on the time lash who would normally get to do a little thing here, uh, he hates it. <laughs> so we'll probably um, he'll he'll be raging at this episode. No, I want to hear him talk about it then. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I've not got I've not got time. Over to Mark. <laughs> um, he's not coming. Oh, shit. Um, it's funny. It's funny how these things work because everyone's always and it, it's funny because there's all such a massive focus on who's writing it at the time. Mm. They get a lot of attention. So I remember when Russell T Davis was writing it, it was always like people would be like, "Oh, that's typical Russell T Davis," or you know, "Oh, that's oh, that's so you know." They would always complain about certain things that he did or certain tropes that he rolled out or you know just the way he did it. And then obviously when he went away and Stephen Moffat took over, mm-hmm. Stephen Moffat seemed to get it more intensely and everyone missed Russell T. Davis. Right. So I'm looking forward to this all happening when the new guy takes over. Uh-huh. Who's the new person? Uh, Chris Chibnally wrote Broadchurch. Oh. So, um, yeah. So I'll be interested to see. I never watched that either. I never watched it but either. Ooh. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to go and watch it now. That I've heard I, it's the good. Connection. Yeah. David Tennant's in it. Yeah. I always make whenever I saw adverts for it, I'd see Olivia, Olivia Coleman in it, and I'd be oh, like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. Peep Show's gone a bit dark." <laughs> that was always was my... kind of the point where Olivia Coleman was in everything. You can you like every independent British film you watched had Olivia Coleman in it, mm. and every television program you watched had Olivia. Co- like if they needed an like a, an older woman, it would be Olivia Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, Why not? She's great. She is. No, don't get me wrong. She's amazing. But there was a point where I was like. Oh my god, it's Bring Olivia back Coleman Rebecca Front. Yeah. Where's Rebecca Front? Where's she? See, I don't want to sound like I'm knocking Olivia Coleman because she's very, very good. Well, it does sound like you are. I know, I know. I was just, I was a bit. Do you know what? I, you know what? I, you know where this is coming from? Actually, there was a sort of Olivia Coleman saturation happening, and then everyone was like, "Olivia Coleman should be the next Doctor," and I was like, "Fuck off." <laughs> Is it sort of like the Cumberbatch effect where Cumberbatch was in Sherlock and everyone was like, woo, Sherlock, amazing. And then he was in literally yes. every superhero film ever. <laughs> you're just like, piss off, Cumberbatch. <laughs> he was he was offered the role of the Doctor. Piss off, Cumberbatch. <laughs> he was, he was, I think it was pre-Sherlock, but he was offered the role of the 11th Doctor. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I think I read an interview about him and he says, I didn't want to see my face in the lunchbox. It's like, well, very good, Doctor Strange. <laughs> How are you feeling about that now? Can. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> That's a different podcast. It's <laughs> a whole other big angry podcast. Um, so anyway, so, I've ch- so I decided to stick with the, the Tenant Connection and out of his Christmas episodes, I thought I'll give you the one with Kylie in it. I really, I mean, I, I really liked his little tux outfit when he was wearing a tux oh, in Converse. Yeah. I really like that. And I thought, Richie's really thought about this and thought about the things that I would like. <laughs> and I know, because I know, I know he wears a suit in Converse because uh-huh. all of my scruffy male pals, and some female pals actually, make jokes about how where they wear a suit, they just want to wear Converse Tenet. with uh-huh. like David Tennant. And so I know that. But when I seen him in a tux, I thought, he's taken it a step further. <laughs> and he looked, I'm going to say it, banging. Really? Yeah. Did you like it? He good. wears the tux a couple of times. I think there's a line in the Christmas episode about how it's, it brings bad luck every time he wears it. I did not every, get that. Because obviously, 
every time in every in every episode of Doctor Who, something bad's happening. So yeah. every time he wears a touch. Do you know what? I I was. Are there any episodes where he just goes out and has a nice time? Well, there's always suggestions. There's always times. It's like the beginning or the end of an episode where it's like, here's a bit. You know, they've just come back from having a nice time somewhere, mm-hmm. and now something's happening. Oh, I see. So it's always like. There's all, it's never the the episodes, the episodes are never continuous. There's yeah. the bits in the middle. Do you ever wish you could see one of those episodes of like well, they're just they, having a good time? Yeah, like on like if he was properly on a cruise ship, just having a swim, going, <laughs> and you get to learn more about him. Be like, oh, like learn more about Gallifrey and stuff, and be like, oh, the the sky in Gallifrey is this color, <laughs> or whatever, and be like wonderful sunsets. Maybe he could have like a flashback of a lost love or something. I don't know, just something nice. <laughs> Do you, do you not wish you could have something like that? You see it in bits. You see little bits. Maybe the Broadchurchy guy will bring something along. Like, like there was that. one of the Christmas episodes where it suggested that he, that at a party, he accidentally got married to Marilyn Monroe. I want to see that. And have to, yeah, there's all that sort of stuff. Is that in it, or is it just a suggestion? Well, no, well, they're, they're at the party. Right. But, yeah, it's it's like a minute on screen, but. <sighs> there's lots of nice. There is lots of nice stuff. There's <sighs> lots of stuff of them having a nice time. That does happen. But usually it's at the uh, certain point of the episode where it's like there's no jeopardy happening. <laughs> I mean, I just think I, it would be, it would be a nice change. It's funny actually because I was watching. Um, this is completely off topic, but I was watching. I started watching Master of None, and then I got to the episode where he goes on a weekend away with his girlfriend. Oh to, yeah. I can't remember. He goes on holiday with her. Yeah. And um, and the entire episode was just them having a nice time. Yeah. And then by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> this nice. isn't fu- people having a nice time isn't funny what oh, I really liked that episode <laughs> I hated it I was just like I'm not watching this oh, anymore I'm not wow. I, I'm not here for people having an, I want I, I want because of the jeopardy and all the other no Master look I'm just saying I'm just saying that like um, I don't mind people having a nice time and things it does you're right there is a niceness to it you're like oh that's pleasant but if I was I don't know I don't know what, what I was a bit like I want something funny to happen you know they could have had a nice time and something funny happens. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm watching like Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> I realise that, but at the same time, I was just like, when they're writing the script, they're just like, and then they go away on holiday and they just get on and it's really nice. And then they come home. There's something about a jar of jar of sauce. Jar of sauce. Yeah, but... there's the you know the subtext there where they're not having a good time and it's a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> And it's a bit weird, and then you think it's a doomed relationship from the start because you know there's all this stuff, oh, there's see, all this stuff that you missed. You got all that. Yeah. I never got that. I just I was thinking I was just lying in bed on a Sunday morning going. That's the perfect time to watch them having a nice time then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you watch um, a science fiction show, and they're all just imagine you watching it. Actually, I think I'd love well, that. Because I was gonna say, if you're I... watching an episode of TNG, you're what? watching Star Trek, and it's just an episode where they're just on their shifts. Somebody that would be amazing. It probably would, you're right. Actually, no, you're right, actually. There's a couple of, like, the episode Data's Day, where it's just about Data getting, going about, that's probably the best episode. Or what about, like, you okay. know, and thinking about maybe Buffy, uh, and it's obviously a lot happens in it, but the body episode? One of that's, the Something very it, big has happened. As, as, I know, but it's not supernatural. Oh, right, okay. So it's not like, you know, it's just like a very, it's a very, well, not normal thing, but it's a very, like, human thing that happens in it. And it's it's brilliant. In a way, it's just everyone's normal reactions. There's, I don't uh, believe that she has to kill any vampires in it, but I could be wrong. There's I, one vampire at the end. Oh, oh yeah. On oh. the table. Um, Apart I, from that, though. But the, it's funny, I bet there's someone listening to this right now screaming an example of what you're talking about. 
Why is he not saying this ep- there isn't there's an episode actually where the doctor has to spend a few months uh, with uh, Rory and Aunt Karen Gillan's character yeah. um, and he gets really bored but of course there's like a weird alien invasion happening in the background as well mm. anyway wait a minute what happened to her did she lose her memory or something no what happened to her character yeah it's complicated okay don't tell me <laughs> it's fine but it's got something to do with the weeping angels do you know about them is that the ones that follow you about when you're not looking? Like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just trying to bring it back to Christmas. They're statues, they're living statues, yeah. but you, they, they can only move when nobody's looking at uh-huh. them. Yeah. Yeah. So See you when like you're sleeping. The, so they're like, if you blink, yeah. they move in between. Because the... there's, right, when a, uh, you know, a little bit of local chat here, because we okay. live in the same neighbourhood, mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon Go, um, in the, the Pilrig graveyards up the road, um, there's a, a Pokestop that's got a weeping angel on it and it's like really? yeah yeah oh wow it's quite it's quite weird like, there's a Pokemon reference in the last is it last yeah last year's Christmas special oh is there like a Pokemon Go reference there's like a line about how he managed to clear out an office by filling the bottom floor with Pokemon suggesting ah! they could use a sonic <laughs> screwdriver to create amazing <laughs> Oh my god! So now you're excited. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, so anyway, so Voyage of the Damned. I chose Voyage of the Damned because mm-hmm. I thought one, it's a nice standalone episode. Two, it's kind of it's quite big. Mm-hmm. It's and it's quite. It feels like a good Christmas episode. It feels like something you should watch at Christmas. It's, it's quite ornate, you know. You know, Titanic. It's quite a lot of you know needless flamboyance there, just like Christmas. Uh, what the thing I quite like is that. In your notes, you've watched it and you had no idea what it was about. In the finale of the previous series, the Titanic crashes into the TARDIS. You see that it's the Titanic, uh, but you don't know uh, it's a spaceship. Yeah. But then obviously they showed other trailers and it's like, oh, it's, just, it's a uh-huh. spaceship. And um, so I find it interesting you can watch the episode and have the reveal and it means something. Yeah. So yeah. that's what you were saying. You were like, you, you thought, so you were saying in your notes there that you wrote, you thought. Oh, well, let me well, get my notes out. Yeah, Hang sure. On. I'm going to see it. So I watched it and I made some notes as I went along. And oh my God, it's an hour and 12 minutes long (laughs) was my first note. Listen, the two people that have been on this podcast before have both had, no, one had a 90 minute episode and the other one had a six parter. So I got a six parter. It wasn't 6.45, it was like 6.22 minute episodes. Listen, that's just what it is. <laughs> no wonder you get pelters, mate. <laughs> uh, okay, my second note was, oh shit, he was the iceberg. So you thought it was going to be, you thought like, you thought the TARDIS was maybe the iceberg mm-hmm. and that he was going to sink. I thought he was a mur- God, murderous cretin. Because wow. he just seemed to go, oops, and then reverse <laughs> out. And I thought, mate, save them. Get your little <laughs> screwdriver out. You know what happened. You're a time lord. You you know the history and stuff. Well, he does. He, he jumps. He jumps on board to see what's going on. Yeah, and a talks in. ready for a party. <laughs> like, you know, just like, hey, I'm pretty sure he... Kylie's on board. Let's get a winch. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. I know. It's like New Doctor Who. The, the thing they always have. I'm pretty sure. Like sometimes the, he kisses the companion. I'm pretty sure for some daft reason other than people fancy each other I'm pretty sure they always do it so they can bang it in the trailer right well okay 
But I mean, okay, so are, do, we have, do we have to talk Kylie. about this in like a chronological way? Can I like jump to the end and I do a spoiler or whatever? Sure. Because everyone's seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit annoyed where he was like, met Kylie, obviously Kylie's a babe, and then um, immediately was like, oh, you can come into my TARDIS and we'll travel the universe together. And then at the very end, what's his name? Not as attractive, the guy. Oh, Clive Swift. And then he was like, oh, he's like, oh, mate, I haven't got enough space in here for you. I was like, what a creep. What an actual creep. No, you, you couldn't take... How not? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Listen, he's, he has a very specific set of criteria. Which and is, you're right, it, they do tend to be young, hot women. Yeah, it's kind of gross. I feel sorry, he was like, oh, oh, I've got no money, oh, I've got no job, oh, He made I've him no a family. bloody millionaire. He didn't, he was already a millionaire. Did you not? He'd already downloaded like a million pounds. Oh yeah, no, of course, you're right, you're right, right. Sorry, I thought he used this, in my head he used his sonic screwdriver to no, get all the time. because he's selfish and all he wants to do is crash ships and... Listen, Make out with hot women. Mate, if it was you, would you take Clive Swift with you? Well, no, because somebody tweeted that he's not nice, so... Oh, yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> okay, Mr. Copper. Oh, but, I mean, I did have my feelings about would Mr. You? Copper. Would you? If it, Kylie or what? Mr. Excuse Copper, me? who would you take? <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, obviously Kylie. <laughs> exactly. But that's because it's Kylie. But she was also very nice. She was, but I mean, he no, was, like, I know, he was I'm not, fine. And I'm not I actually, gonna, I'm I really, this I really liked his take, like to stand on. <laughs> take on Earth politics and stuff as well. It would be great. I'd love to. When I when I lived in Canada, I used to tell people fake things all the time about Scotland, and I would probably just encourage him. I'd be like, you know, like when he had all this fake knowledge about Earth and and like what Christmas, like Boxing Day, everyone fights and stuff, and I'd be like, yes, <laughs> and I would really encourage it and tell him lots of lies. That's funny. When um, I was in Canada in October, and the amount of people that when you tell them you're from Scotland, they think you're Irish. You're welcome. <laughs> we're over from scotland we live in edinburgh he's like have you been at that irish theme bar should i have <laughs> yeah <laughs> it might people that think that belfast is in glasgow <laughs> it's fine let the christmas inferno commence i'm going to start talking about it chronologically so okay. you've got He's, he's landed on the okay. Titanic, he's, he's on, jumped uh-huh. on, he's, he's having a party. He's having, this is him having a nice time. He was having a nice time, but not for long. <laughs> it's short There's obviously something sinister going yeah, on. Yeah, obviously. Immediately, straight away, those creepy robots. Straight away. They were, well... They were very creepy. <laughs> even before anything sinister happened. The hosts, they were like angels. Yes! Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I put, my, my, my next note is... Kylie, this is all in capital letters mm-hmm. as well, and then creepy fucking robots. <laughs> um, so yeah, robots, it was. Robots tend to be. Uh, no, I mean, they're they're probably creepy because you're like as soon as you see robots, especially in Doctor Who, you're like you're going to turn evil. In science fiction, you're just like, especially robots that are servants, mm. you're going to turn evil. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, but they they were quite creepy. Yeah, they no, they were, they were. But I mean that's all on purpose, isn't it? I, like I think it's the thing I always love about uh, that era of Doctor Who as well is it's always like it's so over the top and it's so. I mean, it's the same reason a lot of people hate it. Like a lot of people love it for the same reasons that a lot of people hate it. Mm-hmm. It's just so sort of cartoonish and over the top and melodramatic, and some of it's just obvious. And but then it does it sometimes does nice little twists on it. But you know, 
Um, obviously, that one is kind of derivative of a lot of um, disaster films, except it's on a big spaceship called the Titanic. Interesting trivia for you here. Yes. This episode was originally called Starship Titanic until Russell T. Davis discovered that Douglas Adams had written a video game called Starship Titanic. No way! And I remember watching it thinking it was a reference to Starship Titanic. Because you knew because that. Because there's one. so many, there's so much Douglas Adams Doctor Who crossover. Oh, okay. But obviously Russell T. Davis just didn't know that. <laughs> I thought it felt a bit like, um, I'm not sure which one, Alien 3, Alien 4 maybe? Really? Yeah. What, Alien Resurrection? Uh, uh, what's the one where she, is it Alien 3 where she's in the, pr- does she oh, like God, kill herself Alien- in the lava or whatever? You mean just the shot of her falling into the lava? There's many things. I was going to say that shot, that effect of someone falling, must have been. Is no, it like what, four or five times? I'm sure there's. A, I'm sure there's other things because I was thinking about it before it, and I was like, oh this come is, on, this is incredible. Oh yeah, there's a bit of a Kylie get away from her, you bitch moment. So it's about aliens. <laughs> now when she's in the big oh, robot yeah, at the end, of course she's in, oh, except it. it's a forklift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so that's kind of what I thought it was. Wow. A little bit, like, I never even. No, you're right as well. Like, but like, I love the idea of um, Doctor Who reminding you of Alien Three, <laughs> Aliens and Alien Three, and Aliens and Alien Three. That's sorry. why I was just a bit. It's just like they just amalgamated <laughs> the the two in the ending. Yeah, okay. Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> you know, what is Kylie's accent? In? I can't remember. She's not she just do, Aussie. Does she do Aussie in it? I'm pretty sure she's just Aussie. Okay. Because their names is it Perth? That's what it was Perth. 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 That's true. Perth. I'm not like, wow, these these writers are really phoning it in. <laughs> What's your name, Sydney Perth? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I, like I love the. Um, there was so much speculation. There's all because there always is with Big Doctor Who episodes, especially at that time when, when it was just massive hype before everything used to just get announced or leaked. In fact, I'm pretty sure the BBC marketing department just tells you everything now. But anyway, Astrid, like people, a lot of people made a point of the fact that Astrid is um, uh, an anagram of um, TARDIS. No way. But that was just a coincidence. Is that because he's in love with his TARDIS? <laughs> yeah. But no, no, it's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> There's an episode called The Doctor's Wife, which is about the TARDIS. Aww. Where the, Aww. Basically, the essence of the TARDIS ends up inside a woman. Oh. <laughs> oh my god the look in your face <laughs> it's uh, yeah okay <laughs> um so yeah um so yeah so the the, the ship gets mm. it's it gets it draws in magnetizes yeah which somehow attracts asteroids or meteors which aren't made of metal <laughs> i really i really like the stickler for rules who was on the bridge what's oh, his Russell name Tovey. Is um, that, yeah. Midshipman Frame. Yeah, bless him. Yeah, yeah he what's, he's he in loads really of good. stuff, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 Russell T. Davis really loved him as well. Like, it, uh, I'm going to refer to this book. I do it a lot when I do this podcast, but there's a book called A Writer's Tale, which is Russell T. Davis's email correspondence all the way through writing a series. A full wow, series of okay. And it's really, really interesting. It's just a really interesting look at the writing process, but it's also... He talks about a lot of stuff... As he's doing it, but he was—he really, really liked Russell Tovey. So, in the last David Tennant's last episode, they bring his character back oh. for a cameo. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe I'll watch that. <laughs> 
I wrote fucking David Tennant's last episode was a Christmas episode, and I couldn't have showed you that because it's just so heart wrenching. It's like you can talk about it. Is what you're trying to say. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Anyway, so we've got Russell Tovey. We've got Jeffrey Palmer as the captain, and Mm. um, there's a lot of like, oh, I know how I can him. It's a good Christmas thing, isn't it? Oh, what's his name? Where's he from? (laughs) You can imagine everyone on the couch just being like, it's the level of actor we are like. That's Aye. him. It's your boy for um, Never Dies. Oh, what's his, what's his name? Aye. Oh, your man for Aye. Aye. Hyacinth Bucket. Aye, aye. What's his chops? And him from uh, Evil Tony from Corrie. <laughs> didn't know he was in Corrie. He was in Corrie. Yeah. Oh, God. Aye, so how were you feeling like at the point when all the... the the, the point when it kicked off? I felt angry. Were you angry? <laughs> no, I felt uh, I was full of anticipation and Christmas joy. I thought, how, how, what a lovely time they're having is what I said <laughs> to myself. I did love, um, I did love. But before all that happened, I love when they go down to Earth. They have the little visit down. To I like Earth. when they go down, and, and I love like Kylie's sort of. Um, oh, it's great! It's she's so it, amazed at just a shit, high, a shit yeah. Cardiff High Street, which is meant to be London. Yeah, and that's when they introduce Bernard Cribbins' character as well. Wait, which one? Um, he was the guy that works in the. Oh, the, and the and the stall. All I, th- I think it was very unrealistic that the queen would stay there <laughs> during a disaster. She, I know. She'd be the first. I know. Out. It's it's these sort of and I, I, actually that was another thing I thought of as I was watching. It, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to deal with talking about the queen and like and and like these sort of positive yeah. representations of the queen. Which my favorite thing about the actually when the queen was evacuating, it's like where was Prince Philip? Oh yeah, he. He's already liked it. <laughs> then, well, I guess they weren't to know that, like, not only was London going to get obliterated or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but they d- I guess they didn't know the whole plan it was, right? So, no. so I mean, if he'd just legged it up to Balmoral or whatever, like, I mean, selfish, yes, but he would have died anyway. So we could all live happily in that knowledge yeah. that, you know, <laughs> even though he'd tried to leave, mm-hmm. that he would have succumb to the same fate as the rest of the planet well actually it turns out the planet wouldn't have been destroyed because there's a later episode where there's a something happens and the doctor dies and it shows you all the stuff that would have happened had he not been around to save it so uh-huh. the titanic crashes into buckingham palace it nukes all of london uh-huh. so all we lose is london which oh, is well. fine Small uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah and then all this other horrible stuff happens but yes no you're right um, apparently there's a bunch of things around that apparently they were hoping to try and get a cameo from Prince Charles which is why they wrote in all that stuff right what would he but also they were going to destroy Buckingham Palace uh-huh. because there was an early episode where the houses um, houses of parliament get blown up oh okay so I wonder if they were just going to do some other thing to that but then they decided because it was a Christmas episode they didn't want to do all that sort of stuff yeah I mean like she probably would she even have done her speech yet or whatever I don't know like <laughs> know. People, people might be freaking out I think out, it was like, first thing in the morning oh no what are they going to say about the budget or whatever I don't honestly I don't know anything the about the royals they, 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 they pre-film the Queen's speech don't they it's not live I don't know I'm pretty sure they pre-film it they'd have been fucked because they'd have been like oh, oh no <laughs> oh mate like we can't I mean I guess we could show it maybe they have like two and like, in the event that I have been murdered by a giant ship the Queen's speech if you are watching this I am dead <laughs> <laughs> oh I really hope she does one like that because what age is she now like 90 Oh, no, she's like, like tiptoeing around you know the Grim Reaper yeah. so you wanted to get a backup <laughs> I would totally do that 
if I had any sort of if people were going to watch something that I put out there, a backup like a double. No, like, just um, like a, just like just like whenever I was. Kira Knightley and Phantom Menace. Yes, or maybe <laughs> maybe I could get enough plastic surgery so that Kira Knightley could be my double. <laughs> um, how did we get to the Queen? Oh, oh yeah, so we were talking. Yeah, we were going. Um, yeah, so the little newspaper guy, you know, like, oh, I love London. So the joke was is that obviously in the previous two Christmas episodes something terrible happened to London. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, I, you know, so, it's so like, those you things know, had happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought this was like an annual cruise that happened every year and then they'd always like shot down like because they said there was all their ships above London and what was the other one? Yeah, there was a big ship above London uh-huh. in the first Christmas special. The second one there was another ship. Okay. Um, And both of them were doing damage. But um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's quite funny actually because that's what you always think about I always think about when the East Enders Christmas episode. You're just like, uh, just don't just don't hang about. Stay in. Or go go out. Go to Tenerife or something. Aye, exactly. Because something yeah. terrible always it's happens like in Albert Square. Yeah. Or like <laughs> Midsummer. Don't live there. Right. <laughs> exactly. I know. Midsummer's the sort of British Sunnydale, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Although Sunnydale. <laughs> I always love the joke. Joke in Sunnydale. It's like it's really difficult to. The insurance prices are through the roof. The, the thing, the thing I quite like about uh, this episode is obviously they tried to make it kind of like a big disaster film mm-hmm. and um, you know, I think they do a really good job because the characters are I, I really like the two I like the couple the competition winners Marvin and Foon is that the competition winners? yeah the yeah, competition yeah. winners um, like, I, like I also think Russell T. Davis is really good at characters like mm-hmm. that um, and it's very much his style and um, but also I, I like I, I like the robots I like the creepy robots as creepy. well yes yeah, I suppose so I like how I mean I like how they were very honest or like information kill like that was quite you know because like you wouldn't get that sort of honesty from a sentient being you know like no, wouldn't. you wouldn't get that you would just be like do you know what mate I know you're gonna kill me and I, and I liked the doctor when he was reasoning with them because mm. I was like how's he gonna go at this I thought this is it he's dead it's just gonna be like 20 minutes of floating about or something like that for the rest of the episode I don't know but I liked that bit when he was like oh, I'll use our logic against them oh yeah yeah I thought yeah. what a great doctor what a great mind he is he's good I mean I, I really like I do like David Tennant David, it's funny when I say to you the episode that was given you and you went oh no not David Tennant mm-hmm. and it didn't even occur to me that you might not like him <laughs> because he's you know he's one of those he's one of those well especially in Doctor Who but he's one of those actors or characters or that I'm always a bit like when someone says they don't like him I'm like what? You've got a heart How? I don't understand I think it's just because maybe it's because whenever I see stuff he's always got such an eager face Yeah It's as if he, he's like He does a lot of stuff through his teeth as well <laughs> And it's it's as if he's like willing me to care and I'm not there yet Maybe one day David Maybe one day He's very good at the um, like one thing I, I like about the Doctor is obviously he's quite heroic but he loves he does love himself, mm-hmm. and that and comes women. across, and, <laughs> and that comes across really well. Like he's such a poser, but he's also like the thing I love about it is I can't. Oh God, I'm really bad at this. I can't remember specific lines, but he's always dropping things. He always says things. He drops things. We're like, is that a thing that happened? Are you lying when he talks about being there at Christmas and all yeah. that sort of stuff? And you're like, that's just stuff he says. Yeah. You know. Does he? Is there a reason he? Because he's like, oh, Christmas is great. It's all about forgiveness and love and all this kind of stuff. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> that's just. Is um, that, oh, is that just Christmas chat? That's just Christmas uh, chat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought there was like 
a subplot. It's so funny, like the Christ- the Doctor Who Christmas special has really brought Christmas into Doctor Who when there is absolutely no Christmas in in classic Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. There's like maybe a couple of references. There's one really funny like the first Doctor um like they have one reference to Christmas in one of the really in one of the sixties episodes and then he turns to the camera and he's like, and incidentally, have a Merry Christmas at home <laughs> And I love the idea of that. Like, I love that. Like, I love the idea of uh, Peter Capaldi or someone doing that, and the internet going absolutely tonto. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I, I don't know. I mean, I just really struggle to. I mean, as great as Christmas is, you know, mm-hmm. um, and as great as I'm sure the human race is, like, if you've been going about all the planets mm-hmm. and all like, everything, like, is this is that really the best thing? Would you really come back every year? He has um they've established that the Doctor has a an obsession with Earth why? it's just his favourite what's your favourite planet or race <laughs> in Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah, my favourites can only be baddies Daleks? Um, I'm, I'm really into the Cybermen mm. okay <laughs> <laughs> yep but no, they, like, they established that the Doctor's obsessed with Earth and it's his favourite and, you know, he's had to live there from time to time and, you know, all that sort of stuff. We all, I, but yeah, that's I obviously it. just because the show is, you know, it's just something that they've acknowledged after years of alien invasions and all that sort of stuff all being set on Earth because it's, it's a, it's a show, it's a television show that's made on the planet Earth. That is, I mean, yeah. I mean, I just think with a little bit more imagination... I think I think the problem is is, is money. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but also um like you got Doctor Who's pretty you're still aiming for a mainstream audience. So you yeah. got to get a bit of it's got something relatable there, you know. Oh, oh that's why you've got the people going like, oh, like But yeah. like I think the thing I really like about Russell T Davis's period is that it's so grounded. Like and not in terms of like it's grounded and there's not a lot of scope. I mean, it's it's really like it's so relatable and it's so grounded, and just the dialogue and the characters are so recognisable. And mm-hmm. but it's a big mad science fiction show, and like yeah. I think they've done. I think they've sort of pulled in. And also, for me personally, there's there's a definite connection with Christmas films and uh, like fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it probably is for a lot of people because, like, I mean, Chris, I don't really like particularly like watching directly Christmas films mm. just about but people at Christmas. Gremlins. Gremlins is fantasy. No, it's monsters. I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean. You would like to watch that. Yeah. You know. Something where it's like Christmas in the background, but it's not necessarily the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. But I mean, there's also, I don't know, the Doctor Who Christmas episodes... There was an interview recently where, where Stephen Moffat said it's all bollocks. It's like they come out every year and they say that the Christmas episodes are different because of X and Y. But he's like, they're not really. They're just set at Christmas. Yeah. But I kind of don't believe him because I've been watching them all recently and it's a bit like, I don't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's like, there's always there's always a, an acknowledgement of the fact that more people are watching it, but it also feels, it feels like a special. Yeah. It feels like an event. But it's also... 
kind of warm and nice and and you think there's less they're not going to do something super backstory-ish at christmas exactly. are they so because like someone like me except this um, christmas apparently but oh really well the the christmas episode that's on this year is like it's got the first doctor in it and peter capaldi and he's going to regenerate into so i don't know i don't know I'll, I'll see how they do it Anyway, sorry, carry on. What were you saying? I just totally just, just, no, just don't told to all of you. Yeah, but I mean, just because if, peop- if there's people, I don't know. We'll see what happens at Christmas time. We'll see what time. happens. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what other notes that I've got. What, I like the scene. There's a scene in the middle where it's like, okay, we're doing a disaster film. We have to kill off a lot of characters. Let's have this one scene where half of them die. And it's the bit in the bridge where they're trying to bridge over. Uh-huh. Do you notice how many people die in that one bit? Uh, I mean, including the angels. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Banna oh. Kafalata uses his EMP. Oh, also, but, like the Doctor is he a racist? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. He refused to say Bella Kafalata's full name. He was like, Banna "That's Banna that, Kafalata. That's too complicated." You're right. I, you know what I'm like, saying? This I'm going to call you Barry quite, or whatever. We want to call him Banna. Banna. That was it. And that is like when, um, I it's like when people have uh, quite complicated names and people just, I'm yeah. just going to call you Ian. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I thought, oh that my goodness. That's a wee bit problematic, isn't it? It's very problematic. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, or maybe it's like a shout out to all the racist well, uncles maybe, at Christmas oh, dinner. No, well, actually, uh, maybe, because like, Banacafalata is like, no. And he's like, no, it's not, that's not <laughs> that's my not name, my it's Banacafalata. It's not that hard. <laughs> we're gonna die. Are you saying so? We are. We're gonna die. We're gonna die from this ship. First things first. One, we are gonna climb through this ship. B. No. Two, we are gonna reach the bridge. Three, or C, we are gonna save the Titanic. And coming in a very low fall, or D, or that little IV in brackets, they use them footnotes. Why? Right then, follow me. Hang on a minute. Who put you in charge? And who the hell are you anyway? I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterberus. I'm 903 years old and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. You got a problem with that? No. In that case... Hello, Z. Oh, and also... Uh, is, does he say Alonzi a lot? Okay, um, yeah. So Alonzi is his catchphrase. Is it? Because I was just, and then I was there's, just... An, there's an earlier episode where he's like, "I'd love to meet someone called Alonzo." Ah. And I can say Alonzi, Alonzo, and then that's the really Chris... shoehorned in, isn't it? It's quite annoying for me to watch. I remember watching it and I got a big laugh. Right from you and the person I was watching it with. But I remember him saying, because when he goes, when he says, what's your name? He's like, Alonzo. And he's like, I don't believe it. Yeah. And it's no, like, ah, yeah. that's good. It's just, there's nothing we can do. There's no power. The ship's going to fall. Titanic falling. What's your first name? Uh, Alonzo. Titanic You're kidding me. Titanic what? Falling. That's something else I've always wanted to say. Titanic Alonzo, Alonzo. Oh! I like that. I guess so. See, I love all that shit. I was just... I'm like... See, that's the thing. Like, when I watched Doctor Who back then, I was quite more... I was a lot more uptight than I am now. Mm -hmm. So all of this stuff now, I'm just like, ah. (laughs) It's like when they brought Tom Baker into the... um, 
they gave some loose explanation as to why they had a Tom Baker cameo in the, the anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. And it was quite a good, it's a really good explanation. But then a lot of people, and a lot of people ask me, like, why why is he in it? And I'm like, I don't care. I just like that he's there. <laughs> okay, I, I do appreciate that. That seems, that seems cool. Because it's just a big daft show that can be in at once. Yeah, I guess so. But I was just, like, because you were saying like, Alonzi and stuff, I was just thinking of... Like Alonzi, the doctor Alonzi on, uh, catchphrase, yeah. on like Duolingo or something like that. <laughs> it's like me trying to shoehorn it in. Like... Did so? Yeah, you. So it's completely out of context. You'd be like, "What is that line all about?" Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get you. I get you. But um, but that made me think. Oh, I don't know. There's just so many things. I mean, you're saying it was made ten years ago and stuff like that. There's so many Brexit things in it, though. So many like. <laughs> well, I was just like the doctor knows because when he was explaining. Because the when he's what's his name, Mr. Cooper, uh-huh. him and him and Mr. Cooper on Earth at the end, and he's like, Great Britain is part of Europe, and oh, then yeah. I, I was like, That's sad. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. not true for that much longer. It's almost as if he's slagging us off. He's he's speaking <laughs> French really badly, <laughs> and he's acknowledging that we're we're no longer part of Europe. But it just made me feel really sad. <laughs> it's, it's like he knew our future. I've made you, I because the doctor would know, wouldn't he? He wouldn't. He's he like, obviously did know. Oh, you've got Brexit coming up. I'm not going to tell you. Well, he wouldn't tell you though, because that's you know it's bad telling people their future. Yeah. I mean, there's bad living in it, so... <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess that is... Yeah, I don't know. If I, if, if he told me that ten years ago, I'd be like, shut up, tenant. <laughs> Doctor, or whatever. So it's, it's established in a later episode that Mr. Copper set up um, a charity. Oh, what for? I can't remember. I can't, honestly can't for remember. For old men. So there's David Tennant's last... or. His last series, his last full series, mm-hmm. there's an episode that's like ridiculous, but it has like everyone in it, mm-hmm. and there's loads of references to everyone. So it's like all the ca- all the companions come back in one episode, mm-hmm. and it's like because the Daleks are invading Earth, mm-hmm. so they all come together. But there's a reference to the Mister Copper Foundation, which suggests that he went away because, like, in, at the Aww. end of the episode, you're like, you've given him a million pound. Like, I mean, no, like, he had a million. He had pounds. a million pounds. Sorry, you're Petty like, cash. there's a part of you that's thinking his life is ruined. You've made him a millionaire. He's going to turn into a terrible person. But he went and started a charity, so that's oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. Um, but, but he was like, "Remember, be careful," or something like that, or like I don't know. He gives him. No, some, I stay. Just stay out the way. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's put him there, and he's not meant to be there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the, I mean, it's fu- it's funny when the doctor sort of pops up and says, "I'm going to try and not get involved." It's like, mate, you're so heavily involved. <laughs> How you like? Okay, so actually, I've got I've written down here messianic imagery, which is something the show took a few pelters for. It's like quite a lot of the times David Tennant's looking a bit kind of godlike. Oh yeah, when he gets so when lifted, he gets lifted up, by yeah. the angels. That was a bit ridiculous, and also I just found the angels flying just a total lull. <laughs> I mean, there's somewhere in between Odd Job from you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Bond. Mm-hmm. And just ridiculous lol. Just, I don't know. <laughs> ridiculous? Just... I don't understand what the lol, if you're if you're just being, if that's a mocking lol. I don't know. I haven't decided. <laughs> I mean, just when they when they laughed, I just put hosts with wings, lol. Um, because when, they're, when they just suddenly started flying, it's like, how did they spend the whole episode being like, oh, I, I forgot I can fly. <laughs> and then suddenly they were like banging on the door for like half an hour. And they're like, oh, crikey, we're fine. And then suddenly they were like, no, we're not. They can fly. Like, how did they forget that? They're robots. 
Um, well, maybe they were just. I don't know. <laughs> it was just. It just seems silly to it's me. It's like why in in films do they always leave the biggest weapon that they can use to the last minute when all the other weapons have not worked? It's just one of those things, isn't it? It's just. It's because it's what needs to happen in the story for tension, I suppose. Maybe only some of them can fly. It's sort of like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I mean, it's sort because of, it's like in Jurassic Park when they can open doors, like they've only learned that they can do that. Surely the angels already know they can do that. It just they didn't to fly. me. I was just like, this seems silly. It's my feedback. You know what? You know what it is. You know what it is. You when they come flying in from above, mm-hmm. they have to go. They're so they're stuck outside the door. They probably have to go. It's not that they just jumped over the wall. So they had to go a completely different route. I bet they. D- Alright, okay, that makes sense. They were like, we're going to have to go down that corridor, along here. That door is blocked off because of debris, so we're going to have to... Complicated route. We'll get over the top. They'll probably still be there when we get up there. I really like the idea of them having a wee huddle. (laughs) Right, lads! What's the best way to uh, go catch all these guys? You guys stay here and keep trying to get through the door. Just keep banging. Just distract them. (laughs) Because they're thinking in a a sort of human way, semi-human way, to distract them, make them think they're safe <sighs> I just I don't know I find it yeah but yeah so many people die on that bridge mm-hmm. um, I quite like her because uh, like the cowboy does she not uh, last oh, yeah. year Foon. And, and then it's like Foon, well, because her husband's dead aye like, I'd, I'd just be like whatever I'll just sell off all of my debt with him <laughs> like because she was in debt heavily in uh, debt wasn't she yeah. getting onto that cruise so she could just get a life insurance policy or something like that. Like, yeah. I just don't believe that he that was all that she had to live for. She was love. still fairly young. <laughs> like, she could have, she could have loved she again. She found she she was in love. She was distraught. She thought her life was over, and she saw a way to save everyone else. I mean, that was yeah. That is pretty noble. That is pretty. So good. she was just like, right, I'm away. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is true. That I guess that is true, but. Yeah, there's a lot of like women just chucking themselves to their death <laughs> in that episode. I did think like Kylie going over the edge at the end was a bit like you didn't have to. You could probably could have just driven and hit the brake as he was going over. Aye, exactly, or jumped out or something. Yes. Yeah, like why? Like why? Just like oh, that's me. Why? Bye. <laughs> I hope no Australians are listening to this. It should be busy. Something's wrong. But it's beautiful. Really. Do you think so? It's just the street. The pyramids are beautiful, and New Zealand. It's a different planet. I'm standing on a different planet. There's concrete and shops, alien shops, real alien shops. Look, no stars in the sky. And it smells. It stinks! This is amazing! Thank you! Yeah? Come on, let's have a look. I'm going to throw another bit of interesting trivia for you. Dennis Hopper. Uh-huh. was originally meant to play Mr. Copper. Really? And then it was going to be uh, Max Capricorn. Uh-huh. And then Russ, Because he, he contacted... He, his agent contacted him and said, Dennis Hopper wants to be in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? <laughs> okay, fair Fine. enough. But then it got a bit complicated and I think... Um, again, I'm getting this from this book. Russell T. Davis was like, actually, if we put Dennis Hopper in the episode, it's going to... Detract. take away from Kylie yeah. which we don't want to do Yeah. so he was never in it and then he died so he's never going to be in Doctor Who Dennis <sighs> Hopper's dream of being in Doctor Who went unfulfilled which is very sad 
That is sad. <laughs> and just just because. I mean, they could have just plasticed him up or something. He could have he could have been Banacathalata or something. Couldn't he? Like when Mick Fleetwood was in Star Trek. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing nothing, but he's there. He's there. It's like you know, and he'd be like, <laughs> yes, internally. Cause... It's like the biggest movie star that the show's ever had. And he was in the background. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. I mean that's great. I would love that. See if I, I could be asked to be on casualty. Similar thing. Yeah. But if I was like a corpse in the background just getting wheeled. <laughs> but you'd, you'd see like wait, 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 and you see me waving from underneath. <laughs> Hi mum. <laughs> Big climax. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I get way wrapped up in this stuff and I get really, really into it. So I'm just like, yes, when the music's playing and the wind's blowing and he's pulling oh, at the yeah. wheel. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about it. I got a bit bored at that bit, but by that mm-hmm. point, I was a bit bored. I think, I think the Alonzo thing, it's uh, it distracted you off me. Completely. Just like, pfft, Brexit. It just got me thinking. <laughs> Maybe a bit sad. So, yeah, ah, okay, so that was exciting. And he was like, but you knew he was going to pull it up in the end because it was yeah, going towards yeah. Buckingham Palace. There's no way that they would crush it on Christmas Day. <laughs> well, they nearly did. Sadly. <laughs> they but, nearly did, though. I know. But, um, and also, Kylie's death, did it make you sad? Or were you just sort of like, hi? I mean, I thought it was a bit, again... A bit rude of the doctor to be like, oh, I want to try and save her, and I'm going to reconstitute the transport device to get. And then she was like, oh, I'm falling, I'm falling, and she was in like eternal damnation, like some purgatory, just so he could look at her. He's just a very selfish man. <laughs> he was trying to save her. Yeah, but why? That was she the, wanted... the message there was like, look, you can't yeah. save. And everyone. the guy was like, let her go. She's constantly dying now. <laughs> Constantly dying. It's like she's all. Like, oh. And then he blew her out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Opened the window and she got sucked out like a bad fart. <laughs> Get that window open. She stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I was a little bit, I was a little bit teary, but I knew she wouldn't be in it for longer because she's too famous. Was, I know. I know. It's, it's funny actually when, when people turn up in Doctor Who and they're like, you know, it's like in a lot of TV shows, it's like, or when someone gets together or something with a guest star, mm. you're like, well, something's going to go wrong here. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to die. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> or you're going to turn out to be terrible or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. I just, I do think that more high caliber, or, you know, not high caliber, but highly paid actors mm-hmm. should just slum it for the story's sake. I think a lot of them. I think a lot of people do. Like, I think a lot of people take will take reduced rates to appear on stuff that they love. But mega reduced to a whole series. Oh, right. <laughs> it's like, I can either be in one episode and have it be all about me, or be an entire series and have to do a year's work. Yeah, it's like, how much How much do they truly love it then? They can't be like, oh, I really love it. And it's like, because I'm getting, <laughs> you know, 50k for a week. So I don't know what people get I know, paid. it's always like, they, take a, they took a reduced rate. It's like, how reduced was it though? Yeah. It's still probably more than I make in a year oh. for a week. <laughs> ah, exactly. Precisely. So, and if you really love it, <laughs> if you really yeah. love it, yeah. you would sacrifice a year to You're living hard Dennis, Dennis Hopper could have been the 11th Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to say that now because he is dead. Um, Kicking about with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> a screwdriver shape. 
<laughs> my, sonic, my sonic shotgun. <laughs> Give me quick <laughs> Overall, how did the experience leave you? How did you feel? Angry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never want to speak to you again. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't my favourite thing. Okay. But it was Christmas, so we do sit through a lot of unnecessary <laughs> crap for the people we love wow. at this time of okay. year. Okay. <laughs> so, uh. it, I just think... It's interesting. So I, I think I made an arse of this one. Mm. I, I do like I do genuinely think that Gav and Owen enjoyed the episodes that I showed them. But that's out of the sort of the politeness that comes with okay, I'm going to keep as open in mind as possible, and they watched it, you know, and like what they were watching is different from what they thought of as Doctor Who. I've given you something that's a bit more because I've given you modern Doctor Who, which um, you've given me exactly everything I thought. thought of. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. I see that last thing, like, modern Doctor Who now has errors. Mm. You know what I mean? And, like, I thought Doctor Who now is quite different from what it was then, but there's still a lot of what it was in what it is now. That makes sense. No. Okay, well, but, you know, you, you at least please you had the experience. I am. Do you know what? I'm open-minded enough that I would give it another go. Okay. Maybe I should give you the. Maybe you should watch the one I was gonna give you. You might enjoy that. Maybe. Maybe. What? Who was the doctor in that one? It was David Tennant again. Ugh. Is it David? Do you have a problem with David Tennant? I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I don't know. We'll keep trying. The episode I was gonna give you has Alex Kingston in it as well. Oh, from ER. Yes. Yes. It's her first appearance. Actually, she plays a regular character. Ooh. Uh, but maybe that can be next time. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on I Hate Doctor. See, this is kind of you're still being quite polite. I, I, there's like someone people keep saying to me actually is like you should get someone who really hates it. Like you, just, you should get someone who really hates it. And I'm like that's going to be that'll be difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually, I'm kind of feeling a wee bit warmer to the idea now. So yeah, we'll you just see. you really want someone just to have a total go at it. Someone and, will be like, I mean, really... I've been quite, I've been, I have ripped into the doctor. Yeah. For being selfish and killing women. <laughs> killing women. Like, I mean, through moving them into a position that allows them to be killed. Exactly. Well, actually, you know, that's the sort of. So a year later, a theme that comes up is that the idea that the doctor, who himself is a pacifist, turns all these people into weapons. Right. So, like, there's a line about how, like, his, you know. He himself is a pacifist, mm-hmm. but all the people that run about with him turn into, you know, mad killers. Well, well not mad yeah. killers, but, they, you know, he, it's almost like he's crafting them into weapons. But this is a villain that's saying this to him to try and mm. make him feel bad. Good. Uh, and, but obviously, one of the... one of the, the have a flashback, side. one of the, the people that... Because there's a few people that have died mm-hmm. in service of the Doctor. Uh-huh. And one of them that comes up is Kylie. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So that's, yeah, that's interesting mm-hmm. that you've 
point that you've spotted that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very difficult to miss it. He's just like whacking women into the, into the abyss. Just throwing women at Dalek. There you go. It's like then ten running pin, away. Ten pin bowling. Just smacking angels. I had a wee look on Twitter and I don't know how to answer some of them. No, it's fine, it's fine. Are they for you? Mostly. One Garito asks, favourite monster excluding the big lads like the Daleks and that. Mm. The Doctor. I think he's the biggest monster. (laughs) Biggest monster of all. I quite like the Zygons and the Ice Warriors. I'm big into the Ice Warriors. Uh, I'm going to... Let me just rip through these. Run it back. I know. I'm going to see which ones. Uh, David McGregor asks, "Right here goes. Is that the one with Russell Tovey in it?" Yes, David. Yes, we've discussed that. Thank <laughs> you for listening, David. Oh no, he does. He, oh, right, okay. So David asks, "Does it annoy you that this is one of the ones where they pretend that any alien species would find Earth novel or uninteresting enough to theme a trip in an excruciating amount of detail on a solitary Earth disaster?" Yes. Well, the people didn't know that it was based on a disaster that was just some sort of dramatic irony that Max Capricorn wanted mm-hmm. yeah because he was like oh, do you know why it's called the Titanic and then as if like an in-joke for all us earthlings uh, yeah for everyone that he's killed yeah but I do agree it's like why you know where are they from I'm much more like, again we had that conversation I'm much more interested in their planet than ours right now <laughs> just just <laughs> like I mean um because there's nice little bits of uh, lore building, like about the cyborg rights and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I like all that kind oh, of cause stuff. Oh, because they oh you get married now and yeah. stuff. Oh, you should and almost get married to a robot. That's pre. Was that not? Was two th- when did when did the gay marriage bill Oof, start happening? I think it was. Was it as late as like two thousand and ten, two thousand twelve yeah. or something? Uh, Dave but Hop- that was in Scotland first, and then yeah, the rest right. of the UK after. Oh, of course. Uh, Demon Tomato Dave asks, here's my question, why did you make someone watch Voyage of the Damned? Come on. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I do, like, I, 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 I'm now thinking I should have made you watch Christmas Carol, because I watched it recently and I really enjoyed it. And you might like that one more. It's got... It's got a shark in it. Do you know what? Christmas is all about regret. It's, it's very Christmassy, actually. And, yeah. So don't worry about it. It's all the spirit of the season. Dr. Tofnar asks do you think there's anything to be said for a Doctor Who movie with an increased budget and perhaps a shift in tone or do you the specials act as a reasonable substitute I, think, I don't I don't think there should be a shift in tone I think it would be unfair without Dennis Hopper <laughs> to have an increased budget because like you know what did <laughs> he die for <laughs> um I've all like I've always really wanted I'd, I'd love a big expensive Doctor Who movie but it's it'd be it's interesting because it's like it would just have to be a big expensive episode because yeah. every episode's kind of But I I mean I like the But if if Voyage <laughs> of the Damned was made as a movie you wouldn't have a scene in the middle where they had to kill off half the characters. <laughs> well, we can't go into overtime. <laughs> it's like we've got this set we're not going to be building any more sets so let's have a scene where everybody dies here. Uh, oh yeah, does knowing Clive Swift is a massive bell in now take anything away from the character of Mr. Copper? So Clive Swift, in an in- like he was being interviewed for this episode, mm-hmm. he was saying things like, "I don't even, I shouldn't even have to do this. I'm not being paid, am I?" And he was dig- digging into the journalists, and he, at one point he was basically saying, "Look, Doctor Who isn't all that. You take it all so seriously, but there's other things out there." <laughs> I like him more. 
as a result. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what I said to Richard at the start of this podcast. <laughs> it's like there's more to life than it's this. More to Richie. life. I'm not getting paid. Get out of the house. Come on. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Gav's question. You're legally obliged to house a life-size Madame Tussauds quality waxwork of Tom Baker in his Doctor Who garb. Which room do you stand him in? Tom must be placed near a window and requires a monthly jelly baby to keep his pelt shiny. Obviously the bedroom. <laughs> Is he a judge? Is this some kind of punishment that he's going to actually foist upon somebody? <laughs> Possibly. Um, I mean, Does I Gav say, have this power? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't. I would say in the bathroom, <laughs> but I don't have a window in my bathroom. Is this uh, like you would that you exactly you'd want them standing by the window so then people walk past your house they go oh yeah fucker what's that oh or maybe I could do like a home alone style thing yeah you put on a train yeah yeah <laughs> that's what I do just so, just in case I mean I live I live quite high up but if anyone could look into my house you could just see him yeah see Tom week, Baker yeah just, is that the one with the scarf yeah 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 that's what I'd want it may be a bit of a fire hazard but I'm willing to take that risk <laughs> um. Oh yeah, so I asked what people thought a good Christmas special should be. I mean, this could maybe even apply to more programmes. A simple standalone romp, nothing too taxing or continuity heavy. Yep. Christmas theme is optional, not obligatory. Yep. Mm, I mean... I always want I want to be reminded of Christmas. I mean, right, when you say Christmas theme is optional, like, do you mean... I think I agree with that, where it's like in the background and it's happening... But it's not necessarily central to yeah, it. Oh, yeah, like, right, right. Yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah, Santa yeah. is a baddie got or something. You, got you, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. But I, so it'd be like, 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 like this episode, Jingle Bells. <laughs> and snow and stuff. Yes. Yes. Well, pretend it's snowing in this room right now. Uh, funnier than usual is fine. So a good sense of humour, yeah. Nothing embarrassing. Is this a dating app again? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's an interesting thing about Doctor Who Christmas episodes is that because you end up watching, because I'm sure a lot of fans get this, but as if you're watching it with people who didn't watch it before, there's quite frequently I found myself having the conversation of like it's usually better than oh, this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Like when it's I make usually people watch better than this. When I make people watch casually. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly what you mean. It's like actually um, Danny and Finley who I do video namaste with. Um, they were like, we're going to watch it. Finley was like just he was kind of in how much I love Doctor Who but he didn't it wasn't for him mm-hmm. so I'm going to watch an episode of Doctor Who with you because t- he wanted to watch a new one when I was excited and it was the one with Davros in it and and the, and Missy had come back and it was just like he had no idea what was going on mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like did he like it though? I don't think so because he had no idea what was oh there was nothing there for him to enjoy because it was like gets teeth into. Was it like a fan? It was a, a bit. It was one. really, and I was quite aware of it afterwards because I was just like, oh, so, it would have been yeah. nice if it was just like a good standalone episode. Because I think, yeah, with a with a, a standalone, I think you can have certain nods to things, yeah, to previous episodes and things, and that's exactly yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. nice. But you're you're correct. I think it should be. You don't need to invest that. You don't need to be reading a Wikipedia page. <laughs> about you know <laughs> sonic screwdrivers or whatever yeah, yeah, while yeah, you're yeah. doing it because like i'm you know i'm a casual hoovian is that hoovian is that what you call yeah, yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. not that much of who- i don't think i would actually deserve that title one, no no and i'm just yeah i don't know i dip in and out um, i'm in the paddling pool of who yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean um and it is funny it's, it's that thing that like when you show someone a TV show watch this episode we're gonna watch an episode you, you never show someone a new episode because especially with doctor who like i'll we can all admit this like 
there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of really bad Doctor Who out there. Um, it's just it's just any show that has that is, has infinite possibilities and every week has to do something different. There's going to be some clangers, and there's quite yeah. a few clangers. Um, I feel but bad. then when it hits, yeah, it really hits for me anyway. Yeah, no, I guess I feel maybe. Do you know what? I'm open minded. This Good. is how I feel. I mean, I hated every minute of it, <laughs> every hour and twelve minutes. But I know maybe I should start giving people shorter episodes. <laughs> but I will not. It's fine. Will, You're allowed to hate it. <laughs> I, mm, I'll not rule out watching it again in okay. the future. Well, not that episode. Tell you what, phone and sick, and we'll watch another one right now. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. So I think we should bring this to a close. Okay. Um I hope I'm very grateful that you've endured seventy five minutes of Doctor Who and ninety minutes of talking to me about it. Um It's been a pleasure. Good. <laughs> the, the latter part. The latter. Um if anyone wants to I mean I'm sure she won't be open to your questions, but if anyone wants to talk to Laura on Twitter, she's at Doohoodle. Um, and I am at Bobby underscore Davros. Am I? Need to check that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I am at Bobby underscore Davros. I'm sorry that the na- upstairs neighbours have just started doing um, DIY. It's it's lunchtime on a tu- is it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. It's lunchtime Tuesday, so I guess no. they think there's probably nobody home. That that is fair. I'm trying to record a Doctor Who podcast <laughs> in here. <laughs> Also, in a couple of weeks, well, I don't know how long it'll take them to edit it, but shortly after Christmas I'm going to be on on the Time Lash, which is another Doctor Who podcast. So, you know, look forward to that. I am. Good. Are you looking forward to it? You're going to listen to it? Of course. Four grown men talking about the Doctor Who Christmas special. Oh, yes. (laughs) No, I'm really looking forward to it. I enjoy doing it. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I just, at least we say, have a good Christmas, Laura. Have a good Christmas, Richie. Thank you. And everyone, have a good Christmas and good Christmas Doctor Who special. Try not to cry too hard. (laughs) Have a good Christmas, everyone. That was good. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.